This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Stitch Fix and by ExpressVPN. It's Independence Day weekend here in the United States, and that means a lot of things. America's back. Barbecues, beers, bombs. Yeah. And while fireworks are nice to look at, they can also be quite dangerous. They are literally bombs, after all. Things can go very wrong, even for the professionals. I mean, the best example of that would be the uh, legendary 2012 San Diego Bay 4th of July fireworks show, which was supposed to be 18 minutes long, but was over in 15 seconds due to a glitch that just set off all the fireworks at once. Yeah. Uh, at least in that case, no one was hurt, though. Just disappointed. I don't understand why they were disappointed. They got the show of a lifetime. Yeah, I mean, uh, personally, I think it would have been pretty cool seeing 7,000 individual fireworks go off all at once. Yeah. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, but things can go very dangerous when the people setting off the fireworks are drunk, amateurs, and they don't know what they're doing. And or the fireworks themselves are cheaply produced or faulty or... Uh, there's a lot of points of failure and with just, fireworks. And just to be a sourpuss... It's also, uh, it, it's bad, it scares the animals, and it could cause fires. Yeah. So, But to demonstrate just how dangerous fireworks can be uh, when misused, the U.S. government's Consumer Product Safety Commission has, for the last few years, released annual fireworks safety videos demonstrating potential firework accidents with mannequins. The videos usually include a lot of talking in between the good stuff, but last year, probably because of COVID, uh, they decided to just release a supercut of previous demonstrations with no narration and with very minimal text uh, and also a sweet synthwave soundtrack over it. Uh, we showed this to you last year, but hey, look, it's fun. It's the 4th of July. America's back. Let's show it again because it is that good. That was great. And yeah. also, the song they used is part of the music, uh, the YouTube free music library, so I didn't even have to change the song out. There you go. But, uh, yeah, the U.S. CPSC. Cons- they so need to work to on say. their name, because every other, like, anything the U.S. does has an yeah. acronym. FBI. CIA. Or, like, FTC, has, like, something that SEC. you can... Like, scuba. Self-contained underwater, yeah. underwater breathing apparatus. U.S. CPSC. They do know what the people want, aside from a, a more catchy name. And uh, what people want is destruction. And it's a year-round job for this agency Mm -hmm. to give the people what they want. At Thanksgiving, they release videos uh, showing what can go wrong with deep-frying big frozen turkeys. A lot can go wrong. Yes, it's uh, when you put cold things into hot oil. Yeah, going to have a bad time. Mm -hmm. Christmas time, they release videos showing how fast an unwatered Christmas tree can go up in flames compared to a properly watered one. Uh, This time of year, you you actually do see a lot of videos of people uh, people who live on land or uh, have, like, a small acreage. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, especially I remember growing up, did this. Uh, they would save their Christmas trees 
in the back specifically for summer and have like bonfires at night. Yeah, I can't do that here. Uh, it is, uh, it, I'm sure you've seen videos of that, but it's, it is intense. Yeah, they go up uh, real Instantly. fast. Instantly. Uh, yeah, and even when there isn't a holiday happening, the U.S. CPSC does stuff like uh, crush child-sized dummies under falling furniture to show the importance of anchoring furniture to walls. Look at that kid get crushed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also one of the only government agencies that's worth following on Twitter for both their very important product recall notices, but also the utterly insane memes they post, which are either the work of boomers trying and failing to understand the language of memes, or the work of the greatest meme smiths alive, who are operating on an entirely different level. Yeah. Maybe a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, the reason we just showed you the USC PCS's 2020 video and not their 2021 video is that at least of uh, when we're filming this, there is no 2021 video. Yeah. They uh, look like there's going to be. Well, they perfected it is the problem. And, uh, it's all they're, there. They're the one government agency that's like, why would we need to waste money making another one when we've already created protect- perfection? They have done a great job shitposting on Twitter this week of just, yeah. like, gifts from their previous demonstrations. Like, don't do it. And it's like a flaming arrow, like, going into the head of a mannequin. Yeah. It's great. Uh, in any other year, there would have been uh, at least a video by now. I don't know. No, so nothing. we don't know what's going on. Um, luckily, though, the brave men and women of the Los Angeles Police Department answered the call. And they created, inadvertently... Their own firework safety demonstration to show everyone just how dangerous these things can be. Uh, this, by the way, is completely by accident uh, and seemingly due to serious negligence. Yeah, they didn't intend to uh, be a cautionary tale, but they were. Yeah. So as is the case in most major cities, fireworks are illegal here in Los Angeles. And that's for a lot of very valid reasons. Yeah. Like the fact that things catch on fire very easily here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... You know, fireworks being illegal doesn't mean there aren't any fireworks. Uh, there's uh, quite a few. A lot. If you uh, mm-hmm. get on top of a, if you have the ability to get on top of a rooftop in the city of Los Angeles on Fourth of July, you will be treated to the most spectacular fireworks show you've ever seen because the entire city is setting off mortars. Yeah, there's uh, drone footage from previous years, and it's it's insane, and it yeah. goes on for hours. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, on Wednesday, the Wednesday before Fourth of July, the LAPD they received a tip. A hot tip about thousands of pounds of illegal fireworks being stored at a home in South L.A. We got ourselves a big bust, boys. Mm-hmm. So they sent a bunch of officers, including the bomb squad, out to the scene. And they made sure to tell all the local news stations to come on by, roll those cameras, see your men and women in uniform in action. Doing We've had a bad PR year. Yeah. We've had a bad couple of decades of PR. We, uh, we don't always look so good in the media when they cover what we do. So let's have uh, a fun one. On account of us, uh, you know... We don't have to get into it, but, uh, <laughs> you know, so it, it, it would be great if all of the news companies just came down with their vans and watched us carry out this, like, elite operation where we dispose of a bunch of harmful, illegal fireworks in a very safe, professional Thereby manner. saving the city and its citizens. Yeah. From potential Making fire. Making sure harm does not come to the people that we protect. We are here to serve and protect... And we will do that. We are going to demonstrate that a thin blue line exists between chaos and order. (laughs) And we are that thin blue line. We are the LAPD. (laughs) So, yeah, not only were they going to be confiscating a whole lot of fireworks, this is the kicker. They would also be detonating some of those fireworks on the scene 
and a specialized bomb disposal vehicle. This is a, a vehicle I've seen a bunch of times on the highway and never understood exactly like what it was for. Wherever that's going, I'm happy to be going in the opposite yeah, direction. Yeah, it's a big 18-wheeler with this like spherical, I think I'm assuming steel ball yeah. with a tiny opening in it. And I guess they, they it's so they, they put bombs in it and they can blow the bombs up inside and it's not going to. Yeah, not going to cause destruction, or that—that's that's how it's supposed to work. Yeah. That didn't quite go as planned in this case. And um, thanks to all those cameras, we've got a lot of angles of what ended up happening next. Have a look. Okay, not great. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, here's the LA Times. A major explosion in South Los Angeles on Wednesday evening damaged homes and injured 17 people, including police officers, as a bomb squad attempted to safely detonate improvised explosive devices that had been seized from a home along with about 5,000 pounds of illegal fireworks. The blast damaged cars in a residential neighborhood and left debris on the streets, video, video, video on social media showed. A truck that was being used to collect the explosives also appeared to be severely damaged. At a news conference, Los Angeles Police Chief Michael Moore said officials responding to a home on the 700 block of East 27th Street had found several thousand pounds of illegal fireworks as well as improvised explosive devices that were, quote, more unstable. An LAPD bomb squad transferred the improvised devices into the iron chamber of a semi-truck that's meant to contain such explosive material, he said. Police detonated the devices at 7.37 p.m., believing that the vehicle would be able to contain the explosion. But there was a, quote, total catastrophic failure of that containment vehicle. Yeah, I'd say so. Clearly, protocols were followed and pursued, but something happened in that containment vehicle that should have not happened. And we don't know why, the chief said. We intend to find out why. We're on the case. We're on our case. We're sending our top men. Yeah. So what's especially insane about what happened here is that even though police say they confiscated thousands of pounds of fireworks, so you see this explosion, you're like, yeah, it looks like thousands of pounds of fireworks going off. No, less than 10 pounds of explosives were actually put in the detonation chamber of that truck. It was just a small amount of what they described as the improvised fireworks. In other words, homemade fireworks. And I'm assuming homemade like M80s, mm -hmm. basically. As opposed to the rest, which were actually like commercially manufactured fireworks from Mexico or whatever. Mm -hmm. So yeah, turns out explosives are dangerous, especially when they're homemade. Uh, still, though, the question of how less than 10 pounds of improvised explosives managed to completely destroy a truck that is designed to be able to safely detonate up to 18 pounds of explosives is unanswered. Something went horribly wrong. It's because they, they've been leaving all the residue inside from the previous explosions. Yeah, the, the resin. They're taking resin hits up in that. Because, yeah, thing. if you if you uh, clean it out, that's all the flavor, baby. Yeah. You're scraping out all the flavor. You don't want to do that. Could be. It's like cleaning a cast iron with soap. Mm-hmm. Mm -mm. No. No. Anyways, there's a lot of people that are now asking why the hell this planned detonation was done in the middle of a residential street and why more effort wasn't put into either evacuating the area, or, I don't know, 
going to a parking lot with no cars or anyone around. Yeah, nearby, just just not in the middle of the street, like next to parked cars. Take it down to the LA River. It's all concrete. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's, yeah. <laughs> the LAPD's answer to the first question is that uh, clearly these explosives were so volatile that transporting them elsewhere would have been even more dangerous. Which, I mean, yeah, it seems plausible, I guess. Rolling down the highway and this going off would have been They kept saying idea. they're like, well, what if it went off in the 405? And it's like, it's a weird example because you're nowhere near the 405. Sorry, local talk, but like. Oh, well, <laughs> all you had to do was jump on the 110, head over to the uh, the 10, <laughs> yeah. head over to the 405. Or... They were actually much closer to the L.A. River, which would have been a very safe place to do it. And this. a cool place to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, they also uh, they also say that. Uh, they went door to door through the neighborhood before the detonation, telling people to evacuate, but not everyone answered their door. I wonder why. Can't imagine why people in South Los Angeles might w- not want to answer the door for the police Who's when to say? they've yeah. done nothing wrong. Yeah, weird that the people in this area of Los Angeles that uh, are hesitant historically has suffered the greatest uh, abuses by police maybe would see cops. Uh, outside their house on their street and just pretend to not be home. Imagine, uh, though, you're like you're in your house and you're like, well, fuck, I'm not answering. The, I, I haven't done anything. Yeah. And uh, I I have generational knowledge of how the LAPD treats people in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to answer the door. And you're like, all right, cool. You sit down. You put your story <laughs> back on. And like, your your lazy boy falls into his back. Very so! <laughs> but, yeah, it doesn't sound like they, like, even the people that they did successfully evacuate, like, they didn't tell them why. They just said, you guys got to get out of here. Like, seems like at the very least, they should have gotten out like a megaphone or something and be like, uh, just anyone who happens to still be around nearby. Uh, Plug your ears. We're about to set off some bombs. So you might want to, yeah, uh, get out of here at the very least. Maybe lie down in a bathtub. Definitely plug your ears. It's going to get loud. If it's successful, you know, a little bit of a boom. If it's unsuccessful, you may die. Just letting you know. Oops. So yeah, obviously this whole this incident, it went horribly, horribly wrong. And it demands answers. What happened here? Now, luckily, this incident, though, is under investigation by the LAPD. Uh, And, you know, police are notoriously good at investigating and dealing with their own negligence, especially when it harms innocent people. So we look forward to their thorough and untainted analysis of what went wrong here. Uh, In all seriousness, though, uh, while the LAPD definitely fucked up here big time, this does, again, demonstrate just how dangerous a few pounds of fireworks can be fireworks, especially when those fireworks are literally just miniature bombs. Mm-hmm. The dumbest kind. Like, that's the, and the most annoying kind, too. Like, shooting off, like, miniature mortars, like, they're loud, but they're at least pretty. Yeah. Like, a, half the time when people are setting off fireworks in neighborhoods, they're literally just throwing M80s in the street. And now, it's like, it went boom again. Uh, it went boom. A long time ago, when I was a young teenager, which I think is far beyond the, uh, legal reach of Florida, uh, we would drop mortars in the top of uh, porta-potties. And uh, sometimes they would shoot back up, and oh sometimes they would just blow the bottom out of the porta-potties. Yeah. Wow. It was uh, 20 years ago. So. And the statute of limitations <laughs> is 30 years. You are under arrest. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Yeah. Blowing shit up in Florida is part of growing up. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I figure that's, that makes sense. Yeah. Meanwhile, though, uh, if that didn't satisfy your appetite for destruction, down in the Gulf of Mexico... They had their own little fireworks show this week. And by fireworks show, we mean a ruptured undersea gas pipeline uh, literally set the ocean on fire, and it looked like it was from a disaster movie. <laughs> it the looked, footage is... It looked it, like CGI from, like, a fucking Roland Emmerich movie. It... Look, this fucking sucks. Yeah. Like, you look at it, and you're like, wow, I felt helpless yesterday, but today I feel even more helpless. This is fun. 
Yeah. Underwater. I'm sure someone's keeping an eye on this, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's a reason why this happened, and it'll definitely never happen again. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, the ocean being on fire is a pretty surreal concept. And uh, video footage of the scene, it is very surreal. It literally looks like a disaster movie or a a cut scene from a video game. And when the footage started going around Twitter, both uh, Cthulhu and Godzilla were trending topics on Twitter. Um, Anything that happens, I need to uh, be able to describe via media. Yes. That I've enjoyed. How can you uh, explain this to me in pop culture? Yeah, explain this to me in pop culture, please. Uh, There were also comparisons to uh, the Lord of the Rings, Eye of Sauron. So there you go. Yeah. The best description, I think, for it would be, uh, you know, a gateway to hell. Yeah. It It looked like a gateway to hell. Yes. Anyway, later, another video came out showing how this fire in the middle of the ocean was being dealt with. Three fireboats spraying water onto the fire, which was in the water. I mean, it makes sense. It's, it's not technically the ocean that's on fire here. It's the gases that are escaping out of the ocean. But it still feels very absurd that the response to what looks like the ocean literally being on fire is to put more ocean on it. Yeah, but that's that's what, but it what's, works. what's funny about that is how absurd it sounds coming out of your mouth. But that's exactly how it's going to be explained by politicians who are like, well, OK, let's be what let's not let's be honest with the American people. The ocean wasn't on fire. It was the gases from a ruptured gas pipeline yeah. escaping the ocean that were catching fire. Yeah. The ocean sorted the problem out itself. We just had to throw a little more ocean on it. We prayed about it. and Yeah. But yeah, the throwing, throwing ocean on the ocean fire does seem to have worked. Yeah. And the fire was put out within just a few hours. Um, as for effect, uh, what, what effect this massive gas leak might have on the environment, I mean, I would assume not great. But also, probably not that big a deal in the grand scheme of everything else going horribly wrong these days. Yeah, toss it on the pile. Yeah, whatever. I mean, literally, I mean, there's a hurricane coming and plenty more coming right behind that one because the season goes to like Hurricanes are great for putting out ocean fires. Yes, that's that's the thing. Nature sorts itself out. Nature's own little sprinkler system. Yeah, and nature's going to sort itself out with us really soon. It tried last year. We were too damn strong. Yeah. But uh, it's coming for us. It's coming. It's coming for us. Moving on now, though, we've got uh, several updated stories to things that we've previously covered, starting with a story from a few weeks back. Italian artist Salvatore Garau, uh, I'm butchering that, selling what he called an immaterial sculpture, a.k.a. an invisible sculpture, a.k.a. literally nothing, for 15,000 euros at an auction. This was ridiculous enough, but now things have gotten even more ridiculous now that Florida Man is involved. And Florida Man is very upset because Florida Man says he came up with the idea of an invisible sculpture years before that Salvatore Garau did. Let's read from Artnet. Earlier this month, an Italian artist named Salvatore Garau went viral when his immaterial sculpture, that is, a work of art made of literally nothing, sold for 15,000 euros, or $18,300, at auction. Articles about the sale were shared widely, often accompanied by captions of the I-could-have-done-that variety. Users posted pictures of blank spaces, their own invisible sculptures which could surely be had for a fraction of Garau's price. Many bemoaned the fact that they didn't think of it first. Then there was Tom Miller, a performance artist from Gainesville, Florida, who says he actually did do it first, and now he's filing a lawsuit against Garau to prove it. The Florida artist says that in 2016, he installed his own invisible sculpture in Gainesville's Bo Diddley Community Plaza, an outdoor event space. He titled it Nothing and erected it over the course of five days with a team of workers who moved the blocks of air like Mimes building the Great Pyramid of Giza. Tens of people were on hand <laughs> to see the opus unveiled that June. And they all clapped. Mm-hmm. Wow. Miller even commissioned a 21-minute documentary about nothing, which clearly shows that he was way ahead of Salvatore Garau when it comes to invisible art. And his invisible sculpture is much larger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miller told local news outlet WCJB20, 
Quote, when I saw that, I thought, that's exactly my idea. And ideas are important in the world. And recognition for those ideas are important. So I simply wanted that attribution. So I contacted him. He dismissed it away. And then I hired an Italian attorney. Hired an Italian attorney. We're <laughs> going to take you down an Italian court. Thing is, though, as many have pointed out in the past month, uh, this concept is nothing new in the art world. Decades ago, uh, artists such as Yves Klein and Tom Friedman exhibited art that uh, was essentially just empty space. And composer John Cage famously composed a musical piece titled 433, which is just four minutes and 33 seconds of silence. Yeah, so at the very least, Tom Miller's take on this concept of invisible art is a lot more uh, self-aware and tongue-in-cheek than Garau's or any of these other ones. Uh, that documentary about nothing that he made, it's really more of a mockumentary. Makes fun of the pretentiousness and absurdity of the contemporary art world. So everything he's doing now with the threats of legal action and comments to the media, it's itself just an extension of his original art piece from 2016. I mean, there's plenty of nothing everywhere, but this guy's nothing and Salvatore Garau's nothing. They are, in fact, art, specifically because people are talking about them. Mm -hmm. And now the art continues through this legal uh, saga uh, over who, you know, actually came up with the idea of nothing being art. Yeah. Really makes you think. Sure. That's what art's all about. Exactly. Now, here's another update to a story from way back in January that we kind of forgot about. Uh, remember Soho Karen, real name Maya Ponsetto? Uh, the young woman first made the news when video footage of an incident from December started spreading, showing Ponsetto in the lobby of a New York City hotel having a meltdown and accusing a random black teenager of stealing her iPhone and even trying to physically attack that kid. The incident would have just been in a, the latest in a never-ending line of Karen videos uh, showing white women acting entitled and arguably racist in public, but for some reason, uh, Maya Ponsetto decided to do an interview with CBS This Morning's Gail King. Uh, which drew a lot more attention to the situation due to Ponsetto acting so unapologetic about the whole thing, uh, especially her hat. Uh, here's Daddy. Here's uh, just uh, to refresh your memory. Here's a clip. Basically, I'm I'm a 22 year old girl. I am I I don't I racism uh, is I said I how is one girl accusing a guy about a phone? A crime. Where is the context in that? Mia, what is the Mia, deeper? What is the deeper? What is the deeper? Mia, story it's here? not. It's, it, that's not the problem. You have to at least understand your actions that day. You seem to have attacked this little boy, this young boy, this this teenager. You seem to have attacked this teenager about the phone, and then it turned out he didn't even have your phone. That's the thing. I mean, you're, you're, you're saying, look, I'm 22 years old. You're 22 years old, but you are old enough to know better. So I will say you're 22. You're I, right, get I get it. Enough. Yeah, certainly a character. But, uh Not long after that interview aired, Ponsetto was arrested and charged back home in California for the incident in New York City and was flown back to New York to be arraigned on charges of attempted robbery, endangering the welfare of a child, attempted grand larceny, attempted assault, and resisting arrest. Uh, she also made the news again when it was uncovered that she had had multiple other recent brushes with the law, including two DUI arrests and a public intoxication arrest, with uh, one of those DUI arrests being caught on video and showing her acting exactly how you would expect. Um, she also allegedly trashed an Airbnb apartment earlier on the same day as the Soho Hotel lobby incident. So was it like didn't her busy. lawyer like drop her after that interview too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, yeah, this, uh, you know. I yeah. told her not to wear the hat. It doesn't always work out with every client. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, for the latest on uh, Mia or Maya Ponsetto, here's NPR. 
A California woman who wrongly acu accused a black teen of taking her phone at a New York City hotel late last year and grabbed at him as he tried to leave is now being charged with a hate crime. Mia Ponsetto was arraigned in court in Manhattan via video conference Wednesday and pleaded not guilty to charges including unlawful imprisonment as a hate crime, aggravated harassment, and endangering the welfare of a child. Ponsetto was at the Arlo Hotel in December when she got into a confrontation with a teen, 14-year-old Kayon Harold Jr., whom she accused of stealing her phone. Video shows her grabbing at him as he tried to get away. Her phone was found soon afterward in an Uber. <laughs> so yeah, she's been charged with a hate crime. Um, seems pretty serious. She she uh, seems like the person that the type of person that absolutely does not fucking care. Yeah, I mean, I listen. She's I, not gonna go to jail, right? I mean, you would I, hope. I think she should maybe spend a couple months in jail to just get some perspective on her life and her her sense of. Uh, Entitlement. I don't. Know. I don't I want her. To I think go she's old enough that it's time. already like ingrained. Yeah, she needs to be humbled. Someone needs to break her mm. back and make her humble. Break her back uh, metaphorically. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, I think that uh, this is only going to embolden her further. Well, let's she's going to become a super Karen. That's why I want her to see a little bit of jail time. Not a lot. Like, I, if this puts her in prison for like years and years, I think that's probably ridiculous. Fun. But. She should see some consequences because she just gives off the vibe of someone who's never seen consequences for anything she's ever this done. This would be a good case of, uh, like, if for some, some reason there was uh, the ability to have a breakthrough with a therapist, I think that could actually help her more than anything else. Where it's just like, why don't you take a step outside of yourself for a second and realize that you are not the main character of a story yeah. in this universe? I feel like a lot of people could use that. That uh, perspective as well. I've had to go through that. In my twenties, I was like, I was a fucking maniac. I'm the main character. Yeah, I'm the protagonist. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Anyways, moving on now. Uh, here's a much uh, darker update. Um, so, on the most recent Tag News Day, we talked about the very bizarre heat wave that pushed temperatures throughout the Pacific Northwest into record-breaking territory, including a new heat record for the entire nation of Canada: 121 degrees Fahrenheit or 49.5 degrees Celsius in the village of Lytton, British Columbia. Well, uh, as if that hellish temperature weren't enough, things actually got much, much worse for Lytton immediately after we talked about it. Yeah. Lytton is basically gone. Wiped off the map by an extremely fast-moving wildfire that seems to have resulted from the unusually high temperatures. Within about 10 minutes, 90% of Lytton was on fire. Hundreds of homes up in smoke, uh, at least two people dead, but that number could go up once the damage is fully yeah, assessed. There's a lot more missing people. Yeah. It's just awful news and a terrible reminder that this kind of extreme weather has deadly consequences. Now, if you want to help the people of Lytton, uh, there's a GoFundMe page set up uh, featuring verified fundraisers. Uh, we'll leave a link to that down in the video description. Um, so, yeah, that's very bad. Yeah, I mean, and this this uh, this kind of shit's going to continue as long as the temperature's Keep breaking records. That's the. I That's think, how fires happen. I think that the final, like, push towards uh, changing the United States uh, to the metric system and to Celsius is going to be when politicians it'll are make like, the temperatures go low. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's only forty-five out. Yeah. That's cynical, but it just might work. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's a real downer, but we do have some laughs coming up for you in the headlines half of the show. Good, I need some yucks. Before those yucks, though, this episode is sponsored by Stitch Fix. You're ready to get back outside, but your closet says otherwise. Ew. Mm -hmm. Get some much-needed style updates with the help of Stitch Fix. 
Stitch Fix offers clothing hand-selected by expert stylists for your unique size, style, and budget. Each piece is chosen for your fit and your life, and it's the easy solution to finding what makes you look and feel your best. Try on pieces at home before you buy, keep your favorites, and send back the rest. Stitch Fix has free shipping, easy returns and exchanges, and a prepaid return envelope is included. There's no subscription required. Uh, try Stitch Fix once or set up automatic deliveries. You'll pay just a $20 styling fee for each box, which, of course, gets credited towards the pieces that you keep. And there are no hidden fees ever. Stitch Fix has styles and clothing to fit any occasion for women, men, and kids. They ship all over the U.S. and the U.K. as well. Get started today at stitchfix.com weird, and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That is stitchfix.com weird for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. stitchfix.com weird. And this episode is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without a VPN is like taking a phone call on speakerphone in the middle of a crowded bus for everyone to hear. Don't be that guy. It's annoying. Everyone needs a VPN. ISPs like Comcast and Verizon know every single website you visit, and they can sell that information to ad companies and tech giants who then use your data to target you. A VPN puts a stop to that by anonymizing your traffic, but we use ExpressVPN because it's fast, trustworthy, and easy to use. ExpressVPN creates a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so people can't peep on your online activity. Fire up the app, you click one button, boom, that's it. It works on phones, laptops, even routers, so everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. ExpressVPN is rated number one by CNET, Wired, and The Verge for good reason. It's so fast and reliable that you won't even notice it's turned on. And that whole time is protecting your data from tech industry vampires who want to harvest it. It's also great for watching content that might not be available where you live. You just change your ExpressVPN location and suddenly that's no longer a problem. Hmm. Secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash weeklyweird today. That is E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash weeklyweird. And you can get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash weeklyweird. All right, now into the craziest, weirdest, wildest headlines from around the world uh, this week, uh, starting with an, another America's backstory. Can another, you believe it? Yeah, another update. Uh, Elliot, what's the headline? Man who jumped from a moving plane at LAX tells FBI he bought a lot of crystal meth before the flight. So yeah, yeah. This, uh, this last week it was yeah this guy jumped out of a plane. There wasn't a lot of it was just like hey this happened. There was no was like, there's no reason why no background and this actually explains a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, this guy he had come from Mexico and he was trying to get to Salt Lake City, and he flew to LA. Was he on mission? No, I well, I don't know, but he uh, he had tried to fly from LAX to Salt Lake, but like couldn't get a flight, so he just kept going to downtown LA and staying in hotels and doing crystal meth that he bought on the street, and then coming back to LAX and trying to catch another flight, but like missing him, he missed his flights like three times, probably due to all the meth. Yeah, and he seen. finally got the flight he was looking for, but now he was coming down from like four days of straight like twenty-four hour meth usage, which made him very paranoid. And uh, he, he thought he heard someone on the flight saying that they were going somewhere other than Salt Lake City, even though they were definitely going to Salt Lake City. We're going straight to hell. But he misheard them. And uh, he's like, well, I got to get off this plane. And so he, uh, he went and opened the door and jumped out. And he broke his leg in the process. So he's trying to crawl down the tarmac, trying to get to his real flight. Didn't, yeah. didn't get far, though. Well, so, uh, yeah. that explains a lot. Yes. Priest launches acid attack on bishops during hearing into his cocaine use. They, they get wild there in the, in the priesthood. This, yeah. this, this is a priest in Greece, mm-hmm. and yeah, they caught him with a bunch of blow. So they brought him to the church version of court, and uh, he showed up with bottles of sulfuric acid that he was swinging around like, like holy water. Mm-hmm. They said like he didn't. No one got too hurt because like 
he was just sort of whipping it around like that instead of actually splashing it in people's faces. Yeah. But uh, I do love the image of just... The power of Christ compels yeah, you. Let me go. Acid. Do my cocaine. Yeah. I'm up, I'm up saving people for the Lord. Mm-hmm. All hours. You, you expect me to do that naturally? I'm sorry. The cocaine just makes me a lot more uh, charismatic. Yeah. When I'm... I can chat it up with anyone. Word. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. You want to hear about fucking Jesus? <laughs> and uh, people are a lot more willing to talk about Jesus when I give them mounds of cocaine. Yeah. What if there is a God? <laughs> well, you want to be on his bright side, it's don't you? It's a very you? effective... Um, Conversion method. E- evangelical method, yeah. yeah. You, you just give people cocaine, lots of it, yeah. and then get them talking about the Lord, and they get very excited. That's what that snake venom does. <laughs> Swing around the snakes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would never touch a snake, but if you gave me enough cocaine, I might consider it. Yeah, there you go. For the Lord. Australian-themed restaurant criticized for posting job advert for Sheila with nice bazookas. <laughs> what, is this like a Hooters in Australia? It's an Australia-themed restaurant... In Britain. Oh, okay. Which, like, sure. But, uh, <laughs> Seems yeah, pretty they, weird. They posted a job listing on Facebook. They were looking for looking for a Sheila with big bazookas. Yeah. Or however you would say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and people people were offended, particularly women. They thought this was offensive. And they were just like, it's just lads having a banter. Yeah. Come on. You'd never make it in Australia if you think that's offensive. You cunt. Yeah. And your bazookas aren't big enough for us anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how, so, they, uh, that's how they operate down there. Mm-hmm. You have to have big tits to work at a restaurant. That's, and uh, it's just... Those are the rules. Uh, the UK just can't understand the cultural difference. Sorry. Sorry, mm-hmm. old man. Australia's the future. <laughs> Get <laughs> out of the way. Britain's the past. Yeah. Florida doctor accidentally performed surgery on wrong testicle, report says. Uh, Oops. Yeah, luckily it wasn't like removing a testicle. So that would be... That would be bad. What, do you just like get them wrapped up down there? Uh, untangled? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know what caused this, but the surgery it was like treating like enlarged veins or something. So the the patient still has two perfectly good testicles. Okay, that's good. Uh, this wasn't like wasn't like you know you hear about amputate this leg and they amputate the wrong leg and then they, they gotta, still got to amputate the other. Yeah, it wasn't like that. Thank so they still God. got two working testicles and probably like a ten percent off coupon for the next yeah. surgery. But yeah, this doctor is now. Uh, Potentially in some big trouble over... Joke's on you, I'm not even a real doctor! Yeah. (laughs) that Dr. Love Robinson? I'm actually a fucking idiot! Anyways, bye. Try and beat me. British engineer stacks just five M&Ms, claims Guinness World Record. Some guy in Gainesville is going to be like, I fucking stacked five M&Ms! Where's my award? It sounds very silly, but... Again, I'd like to see you try it. Like, stacking any M&Ms, they're... They're round. Yeah. How are you going to get five of them to stand on each other? There's what? someone on TikTok that's already done it. I guarantee it. I mean, this guy now, here's posted a, his on TikTok. Are you doing it naturally, setting it on top, or are you allowed to put it in like a, like a little like wooden or cardboard thing? No, this then, guy, like, he, he posted his video, and he, he did it like one by one. There's lots of those videos of people doing like the trick shots with like cards and ping pong balls and stuff like that. There are world records being broken every day. Yeah, Guinness, we've talked about this. They, you know, all the relevant... Records, they've long been filled. Well, and you have to like literally sign up and have some guy yeah. come out and be like, "Yeah, he did it. He, he stacked the it. five M and M's." Yeah, what, which country was it? Uh, Turkmenistan. Mm-hmm. The the leader of Turkmenistan got obsessed with Guinness World Records and just started breaking like just non-existent uh, records. <laughs> and, but like paying to have them filed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. And uh, yeah, it generated a lot of. I think John Oliver covered this. It generated a lot of, a lot of controversy because it's like a 
pretty repressive country. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Wrong things, you think? Yeah, possibly. Fugitive arrested in Mexico after giving fake name of another fugitive. God damn it. Oh. No, sir. It's not me. Uh, My name is... John Smith. O.J. Simpson. Yeah. Fuck. God damn it. Mm -hmm. No, actually, I'm Ted... Mm, fuck. So here's the conundrum. If you are a criminal whose crimes are theoretically worse than the criminal whose name you gave, do you serve their shorter sentence and then go free? Yeah. Well, in this case, the opposite was true. Mm. Um, I don't remember what exactly the guy... Hey, you got me for those burglaries. Murder? What? No, I never killed anybody. It was vehicular manslaughter. He had killed two people in a DUI accident. So the guy who actually did that is still a fugitive. But Mm. this guy used that guy's name. They're like, holy shit, we got him. It was actually horrible for the family of the victims. They they got excited after like 15 years. They're like, we finally got him. And they're like, okay, actually, not exactly. Uh, I mean, we got someone else, though. Could be worse. You could live in America where the family just is like, oh, the person that killed my family member is rich oh okay yeah that happens too yeah yeah someone i knew got uh, killed by a drunk driver who was rich and they got away with it because they drove away they drove away and they parked their car yeah. and they went in and they're well, like I'm no i didn't drive i wasn't driving yeah. yeah and you can't prove that i was drunk mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's so. a big problem mm-hmm. yikes wyoming man calls to ask why he wasn't arrested is arrested it's another uh another meth story how could this have happened he called up the cops He's like, hey, I was just wondering why I wasn't arrested. They're like, what do you mean? He's like, when you guys raided my place yesterday, why didn't you arrest me? They're like, "Uh, sir, we didn't raid anyone yesterday. What are you talking about? He's like, yeah, sure you did. You raided my house. Why didn't you arrest me? He's like, "Uh, so assuming we did raid you, hypothetically, what would we have arrested you for? All the crystal meth I've got. I do a lot of crystal meth. They're like, huh. Where did you say you lived again? And uh, and scene. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it sounds like this man's guilty conscience was his undoing. They should give him, you know, a bit of credit on the uh, potential yeah, charges. Yeah, he should, he should go to jail, but he should also get the reward for, uh, you know, conducting a citizen's arrest of himself. I don't even think he should go to jail. I think he should go to a clinic where he can well, get clean. Well, yes, that, obviously, yes. Yeah. In, a, in a just Maybe it was a cry for help. It could have been. Yeah. Please. Uh, the only way I'm going to be able to kick this shit is if you fucking physically you, take it away from me. You do hear about that happening. It's yeah. very sad. California high school has championship revoked over tortilla throwing incident, which what? sounds like a just a silly little a food fight. Uh, yeah, until little you realize fight. who the target was. <laughs> this was uh, they threw tortillas at a team like where 90 percent of the players were Latino, mm-hmm. and uh, very you know. Seems a bit racist mm-hmm. on its on its face. They they claim that they were borrowing an old tradition from Santa Barbara uh, or UC Santa Barbara. They're like, yeah, we just did what they did, but that's not even true. Like, I think the UCSB tradition from the '90s was they would throw tortillas after the first point that they scored, not at the end of the game as a celebration like this. I don't know. In either case, um, great job. They won the the local CIF championships, and now they're having it taken away for. Uh, some dumb racist bullshit. Potentially, yeah. allegedly racist bullshit. Yeah. I, I'm sure there are people on the team that had no... Or didn't even make the connection. They're yeah. just like, yeah, it's just fun because we're like... It's something they did now that yeah. they're doing it. And it's just like, oh, yeah. Taking one step back and looking at the overall does thing, look pretty look, bad. <laughs> this actually looks a lot worse than I thought it could. Well, and it was also... It's like... This was Coronado High School 
in San Diego, it was just like super fucking white area. Yeah. So, yeah, does look pretty bad when you uh, <clears throat> yeah. when you look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Ducks invade neighborhood. Not everyone quacked up about it. This is like not even a story. I think the, whoever wrote this for like the fucking Associated Press just needed to let off some steam with a, a fun headline. That's the thing is like, uh, man, everything's so t- the ocean's on fire. Yeah. Uh, can- Canada's burning down. Can I get some light local news, please? Yeah. It's some, like maybe, maybe some animal news. You know. Veronica Corningstone was very upset about having to cover the cat fashion show. Mm-hmm. These days, I'd love to see a cat fashion show. I would take a cat fashion show over anything yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Ducks invade neighborhood. Not too quacked up about it. Boom. There's Da-da-da-da. your story. This is, uh, this is, uh, that's something that you might see uh, that uh, Jim from The Office put on his uh, Good News show if he was still doing that and hadn't sold it for a billion dollars. Uh, the funny thing was, like, I, I remember w- last time we covered that, it was like, by the way, this idiot didn't even make another episode. And then, like, the next day an episode came out, and I was like, well, I look like an asshole now. Wow. So now that means that there's a new episode coming out because we made fun of it again. Yeah, good. Well, all right. Mm-hmm. GOP senator says roads and bridges are a woman's problem because women do the shopping. And this guy was actually supporting the infrastructure bill. He was, like, one of the few Republicans. He's like, guys, we need to just... Like, this is important stuff. For the ladies. We need to, we need to you know, cross the aisle and uh, side with President Biden on this one for the infrastructure bill. Like I, my wife always says, roads and bridges, it's pretty boring stuff unless you're a woman who's out doing all the shopping and uh, buying, buying ingredients for cooking dinner and taking kids to school. So maybe that's how we pitch this to our constituents, pitch it to the wives by telling them you'll be able to do your shopping a lot quicker. It's just like it's safer, yeah. It's the weirdest, weirdest fucking way to frame this. It's like I, we all kind of use bridges, sir. Yeah, men drive cars too. Believe I'll be not. damned if I'm gonna have my car taken away. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, look, whatever gets it done. You see, what's uh, in Miami? Like there, there's already another building. Where yeah, they're like, get, get out. This is going to be a massive problem. They're yeah. gonna start looking at every building and be like, oh yeah, of course they're this is inspecting. Unstable. It's like all this. St- Fucking property, all every, anything built in like the 80s and 90s, Miami is probably gonna have to be torn down. Yep, yep. It's real bad, and it's gonna take years to like reinforce what is crumbling. Yeah. So, uh, look, maybe you should have done this, uh, you know, as we went along instead of just uh, waiting till some catastrophe happened. And that's not the American way. Mm-hmm. The American way is to pretend everything's fine until it isn't. Yes. And then have a disproportionate and uh, not very focused response to the problem. The American afterwards. way is to profit off of something for as long as humanly possible and hope that you die before anything goes wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, brother. Aggressive crows with excellent memories are attacking students at a Nova Scotia university. They really are smart. They're very smart. And they have great memories. They've got one yelling at us right now because we brought it up. I can hear it. Yeah. If they, if they don't like you, if you piss off a crow. There it is. They will follow you around. They'll dive bomb you. There's a great old video. I, I can't. I don't even know how you would search for it. I guess woman attacked by crow. Mm-hmm. But it's this woman. She, she did something to piss off these crows in the neighborhood, and she was like on her bike, and uh, she had like a GoPro with her. It's just these crows attacking her, and her freaking the fuck out, like having a hilarious. Like I, it's understandable. If this was happening to you, you'd probably freak. Also, out Also, crows could definitely but do some damage to you. They got those big beaks. Yeah, yeah. very smart animals, though. And I guess this this college in Nova Scotia, they. Uh, they got an aggressive batch of crows there that uh, don't take too kindly to people. They're like, don't wear anything shiny on your body. The crows will try to steal it. Yeah, because they, they'll steal it and then they'll give it to someone that they like. Yeah. 
Um, they're like, you know, wear a hat, maybe an umbrella. Uh, take different pathways, you know. Fuck, fuck with their sense of uh, I always time. talk to the crows in my neighborhood. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm on their Everybody. good side. Yeah. The crows yeah. and the squirrels. They're great. Yeah. And the I, squirrels are okay. I had an adorable squirrel. I mean, it sucked because it was so hot out that it had to, like, do this. But, like, uh, adorable squirrel uh, found some shade with concrete and just laid like this, full flat. <laughs> like, it was a, the most adorable looking thing. But it was because it was trying to, like, reduce its body heat by, yeah. like, covering it with, like, a cold... Colder area. Yeah. Uh, adorable, but uh, also sad that it had to find shelter from the heat. You should have given it a little bath. I put a dish out with some water in it, like oh. a big bowl. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's it for uh, this episode. Ha- hope you're having a happy 4th of July, or if you live in another country, a happy Sunday. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, if you haven't already, news dump. We talked about Robin Hood and how they might be in big trouble, though yeah. probably not. Mm-hmm. And Same with Trump. Big yeah, trouble? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, and then on Tech News Day, yeah, the episode about the uh, Pacific Northwest heat dome and uh, how alarming it all is. It's like the heat dome is like slowly moving east, too. It's like Montana and Idaho are really getting it now. Yeah. Yeah. Boise is like 110. Boise. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye.